Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is Jason Fitz, host of Spain and Fitz, Sports Center on Snapchat. College football shows abound. He's going to go viral on TikTok here really soon with these uh, these NFL songs. He joins us every Monday. He joins now. Fitz, what's popping, man? Man, I'm just sitting here wishing I was Matt Rule. I got like, I just, I'm a little shooketh right now. I've got this group, you know, fourth wall break down here. You know, Monday Night Football, we do a digital show. We got this big group thread going. Everybody's reacting to Matt Rule getting fired. And the very first thing I said was, Man, we haven't seen the language in his contract. And we got to remember that, like, coaching contracts are fully guaranteed, right? So he's going to get the rest of his money from Carolina no matter what. But if there is no offset language in his contract for college games, which would be normal, mm-hmm. he's going to get, like, $8, $10 million a year to go be the coach at, you know, whatever, Wisconsin, pick your big program. He, he got fired. He's going to double his money for the next four years. I, I'm wishing I was Matt Rule. Yeah, I don't feel sad for him at all. Um, you know, what, what – didn't go right I mean was it a I mean I know they never found a quarterback I mean is that sort of you know the 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 epitaph here on the Matt Rule era that they just never found stability at that quarterback position I mean I think that's part of it but then the other part of it is like if you go back to Matt's days in college he always talked about being a culture builder and and I just don't think that works in the NFL like you don't go in and build a culture you go in and win football games and once you start winning the locker room respects you enough that then a culture can be created. But if you're going to come in and say, you know, we're going to create a culture by doing the little things right and you lose football games, nobody listens to you. So I I think we have to really start thinking about people that are coaches at the NFL level and ask ourselves, like, what kind of communicators are they? How do they deal with grown men? Because that's what you're dealing with. And and how do they win football games? Because if you do that, everything else becomes second nature. You know, uh, Tom Brady talked about this, uh, I guess it was last week, and, and you know, watching Baker Mayfield play football, among others, was sort of a reminder, top to bottom, whether it's Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, whether it's Russell Wilson in Denver, Baker in Carolina, Carson Wentz in Washington, like, doesn't it say a whole hell of a lot about the state of play at the quarterback position in the NFL that Carson Wentz 
who couldn't even score a touchdown at the two-yard line on first and goal isn't the most pitiful starting quarterback? Yeah, I mean, part of that, too, like you, you mentioned the, the fourth and goal. Every one of those throws looked difficult for Matt Ryan, too. Like, that's the weird part of, of what we saw. And, you know, I was watching it up this morning. They were breaking down the play and why it was easy to defend. And you're right. Like, we, especially in a year where we've got supposedly a bunch of kids coming out that they think are going to be really good, uh, we're going to see a big shift for about a third of the league at the quarterback position. The weird part about that, though, is for every single fan base that sits there and says, let's go draft a guy. I mean, we're also sitting here watching Daniel Jones, realizing that he's hanging on for dear life, trying to, to keep his spot in the league. We still don't know if Zach Wilson's any good. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields may or may not be a good quarterback. Like, so it's just interesting how we constantly want to replace the bad ones with young ones thinking that that's going to give us a better chance to win. But, you know, statistically speaking, you got a much better chance of drafting somebody that's going to be out of the league in five or six years or not a starter in five or six years than you do of drafting a Jalen Hurts. Well, I, I, I thought yesterday, even Sunday night last night, Sunday night football, Joe Burrow and Lamar did not look good. Lamar's overthrowing his receivers by 20 yards. Baltimore should have easily won that game. It did not need to come down to a game-winning field goal. I mean, he, he missed two sure touchdowns to Duvernay and then Wallace. And then Joe Burrow's throwing – like, you know, I, I, I think – I really do. I think it is a, it is a stark reminder of the, of the difficulty of the position and probably a, a, a reminder that we take the greats for granted at it. Yeah, well, you're not wrong about that. And, you know, by the way, every time Lamar misses wide open like that, it just feeds that narrative, right, that he's not accurate enough, all the things that we hear. Like, you, he had two easy touchdowns that were just horribly overthrown. Burrow has not been the same Burrow this year. But another part of what I think makes an element to this, we saw it in the Rams game, too, is that, you know, frankly, offensive line play is the worst I can ever remember yeah. watching football. Every single team has a bad offensive line. And it's almost like, Last year, when, when we watched the Bengals go to the Super Bowl, people thought, ah, see, you don't need an offensive line. You just change your play calling. Mm-hmm. Well, defensive have had, you know, a year to react to that. The defensive coordinator sat in the lab for the summer and said, how do we attack teams that get rid of the ball quickly with bad offensive lines? And they're doing it to everybody. So suddenly, last year, we were sitting on first take, you know, arguing about whether Matt Stafford's now a Hall of Famer, right? And he looks incapable but I'm not putting it on Stafford necessarily. It's just that mm-hmm. when you're getting murdered every time you drop back, I just don't know what people expect. So we, we've got a stark reminder here that not only do we not take the greats and uh, take enough appreciation for them, I don't think we spend enough time paying attention to offensive linemen and how important they are because most of us just don't know how to, to evaluate the position well. No, you're right. I, I, there are, I was just thinking about it. There are 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and right now, like, guys I know I can count on down to down, game to game, I would say there's only four. I would say it would be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and I'm going to put Jalen Hurts in there now. I think he's earned that. Beyond that, like, I don't know what I'm getting from Justin Herbert game to game. Now I don't know what I'm getting from Joe Burrow game to game. Lamar Jackson can have, you know, some throws like he had yesterday, can make it happen on the ground. But, you know, once you get past that group, you know, Aaron Rodgers – you know, we saw yesterday, like, when his weapons aren't there, he is struggling. And that's probably the case for every quarterback. But, you know, that standalone game, it was a reminder. You mentioned Daniel Jones. I was watching that game like we all were. And I know that they're going to probably move on from him, Fitz, and they probably should. He's a flawed quarterback. 
But for that franchise, they struggle with availability. Tony, Barkley, et cetera. Like, I feel like every year, every week, it's been this guy's out, this guy's out, this guy's out. Yet here comes Daniel Jones every damn week. He's available, and he wills them to a win yesterday. Does that not have to count for something in that organization? His availability and willingness to play through things that his teammates are not? Yeah, and and by the way, look, Daniel Jones is like about that middle third of the quarterbacks. Like the hardest situation to be in the NFL is not, you know, not having a quarterback. It's what do you do when you got a guy that's pretty good, but pretty good isn't great. So like if you're sitting there, you know, we're both uh, obviously familiar with Derek Carr, right? Like you're sitting there with Derek Carr and you look around, you're like, well, he's certainly no Patrick Mahomes. Like you're right. Most of the league isn't Patrick Mahomes, but what do you do? If you've got a quarterback that's in the category of pretty darn good and can win you football games, but will lose you football games too. And I think that's where Daniel Jones is. But when you start talking about the number of chances we've given somebody like Carson Wentz to prove himself over and over and over again, I just wonder if a change of scenery would be really good for Daniel Jones. And he's played pretty well this year. Brian Dable has done a nice job. But Dable has also come from a spot where he was super patient when he was able to handle Josh Allen. He handled Josh Allen in a, in a great way, in a vacuum, where it was like we're going to get better at things one at a time. You don't necessarily have that time because of the contract situation that they're in with Daniel Jones. But I think somebody could take Daniel Jones and say, hey, let's take this kid and and just give it the next two or three years of development to see what we've got. I mean, I, I don't see how Daniel Jones isn't a starter somewhere in the NFL this year. It's just the problem is the minute he gets there, somebody's going to say, well, he's a stopgap quarterback that's mm-hmm. going to be a game manager. But – Hell, I'd rather have that than some of the guys that are out here losing games for me. Yeah, I, I would much rather have Daniel Jones than Baker Mayfield, for example, right? 100%. 100%. Like not, not even a, and I would rather have him over Carson Wentz. There's two spots right there for Daniel Jones. Yeah, you are 1,000% right about all of that. And, you know, I, I think Atlanta, we're going to have you know? to watch, watch the shakeup, too, because when teams decide they're going to draft young guys, not all of them are going to be ready to play. Daniel Jones could go somewhere – and, and do the thing, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like I go in and I'm going to spend a couple of years reminding everybody I'm better than you think. Like, I just don't think his career is over yet. I'm going to ask you for a preview tonight and then another look ahead. Raiders, Chiefs, the numbers are not pretty. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is averaging 37 points a game against the Raiders in his last eight games. He is 7-1 and one straight up against the Raiders in his last eight games. The one win did come in Kansas City. Uh, do the Raiders have any chance to, to recreate that and find a win tonight? I don't think so, but if they're going to do it, it's going to come from the game plan we saw against, uh, against the Broncos. Like, uh, realistically, the Raiders are like a lot of teams right now. If you look at the advanced metrics on quarterbacks out of play action, it's alarming what a difference play action makes. You've got to run the ball well to throw the ball well. That's still true even from spread shotgun offenses. So I think if the Raiders come out – and they can run the ball well, particularly on first down, that's the method. The only method, you got to be able to run the ball on first down, even though they know you're trying to run the ball on first down, to the point that you get yourself in second and five, second and six. And if you can do that, you can have success against Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs. That's the only way. You're going to have to keep them off the field. If, if this turns into a shootout, mm-hmm. I don't trust the Raiders' offensive line to be able to contain this, and it turns into a 30-point loss. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's going to be an ugly football game. But I also think it's ugly because – there are two teams in the AFC that I'd be willing to, if I had to today, to, to bet my house on 
to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, that would be the Bills and the Chiefs. Everybody else is some margin of eh to me. So, you know, I, I think that's part of why here. The Raiders uh, are going to lose this game, but then they'll have the bye week and then take a look at the schedule. They go on a run that Vegas is going to have them favored in five of the six next games. So uh, just like I don't believe in the Giants, even though they're 4-1, I'm not counting out the Raiders, even though they'll be one and four. Yeah, and I think something that's going for the Raiders tonight, man, is that it's it's sort of a sandwich game for Kansas City. So before this game, they had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a Super Bowl rematch. Emotions were high. They crushed them. Well, right after this game is the rematch from the divisionals a year ago against the Bills. So the Raiders are sort of coming at, in the Chiefs' schedule, I think, at a good time in terms of you know how locked in are the Chiefs, are the Chiefs going to overlook the Raiders because of their record, because of their dominance, with the Chiefs waiting in the win next uh, – with the Bills waiting in the win next week. Speaking of which, the Chiefs opened as two-and-a-half-point underdogs to Buffalo. And by the way, this game is not a primetime game. Who dropped the ball on this? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of wild to me. That's got to be one of those moments where one of the networks came in and said, no, you can't do this. We pay too much money for you to take all of our good games, right? So CBS comes in and says, nope. We're going to keep this one in the afternoon slate. So that, that's, that's throwing a bone to somebody that pays billions of dollars nah. for what could end up being the game of the year. I mean, I, I just, I'm not usually that guy that comes in, you know, hyping these games to that level. But, man, if there's a game on the calendar coming up that you just want to pop the popcorn, be in the seat, you know, turn off all your devices, tell everybody not to bother you and sit back and watch, it's that one. So I, I, I think this is, this is primed. And it's also partially part primed because – both teams are really playing well. Like, this isn't just a rematch that's a cute talking point. Like, these are two teams that are playing incredibly solid football right now. Like, this this just feels like the game of the year. I agree, totally. Two more things before we let you go, Fitz. We're talking to Jason Fitz here, host of Spain and Fitz. Catch him on uh, Monday Night Football show tonight on Twitter. And then uh, Spain and Fitz right here on Audi Turn FM ESPN. Um, I'm sure you've seen the dust-up between Deion Sanders and Eddie Robinson Jr. there from over the weekend. Um, and, and it seems very personal, and I, and I think there are a lot of things that are sort of going into this. Um, was Eddie Robinson Jr. wrong to react the way he did? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a better way to handle it, even if you're not fans of somebody. Like, sometimes one of the, the keys in life to being an adult is you just got to suck it up and go with the moment and wait to hold your, your – to wait to say your piece. I mean, I think we've all had to do that in life, and – if he had something, a grudge in this situation against Dion, you got to understand how many cameras are, are there right there. And most importantly, you're representing your school. That's what you're all like. I, I just, I believe coaches represent their schools and mm-hmm. they don't always do a great job of it. So the answer there is if he wants to bro hug you and, and like you want to do the whole dap up thing, like you can do it. And then by the way, you can hold him right next to, you can have your face two inches from his ear and you can tell him what you think of him in a real way right there, but just shoving him off and then going to the microphone to talk about it. Like, there was no win in any of that for him. So I, I think that was the wrong approach. And then um, on Saturday, uh, a meeting of undefeateds. Alabama taking on Tennessee. We will see, obviously, on Bryce Young. Um, what do you think? I mean, this is in Knoxville. It's been, I don't know, 7,578 days since Alabama has lost to Tennessee. Uh, what does this game look like to you? I think we're focusing on the wrong side of the ball uh, with all the conversation about it because we know Tennessee is going to score. The most interesting part of this game to me is that Alabama's offensive line has not been great this year at all. 
And uh, right now, no team has more quarterback pressures in all the SEC than Tennessee does. So, you know, we understand that Tennessee needs to tighten up their defense in some ways, but that's because Tennessee defensively seems to have one approach, which is, you know, try and try and kill the quarterback. Like that's all they're doing and everything that they do. So it has worked. And I think they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure. If Bryce Young doesn't play in this game, I think the Vols win. If Bryce Young does play in this game, this is one of those epic toss-up football games. It's hard for me to ever bet against Saban because he's brilliant and he's better than everybody else. But if I'm just looking right now at the way, if I, if I didn't have brands or names and I just watched the mm-hmm. film on these two teams in generic jerseys, Tennessee's playing better football right now. So, you know, at home in front of that crowd, I think there's a real opportunity. Yeah. Fitz, you are the best, my friend. Thank you for the time as always. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. He is Jason Fitz. Join us every single Monday here on the show. Yeah, I agree with him. Don't think the Raiders have much of a shot. Can they keep it close? They can keep it close. But if they try to get into a, you know, a gunfight here with Mahomes, that'll get ugly. You and Fitz, both Raiders fans. You were both keeping it real about this game, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are unbelievable. They are unbelievable. <sighs> I mean, I, I've seen, I mean, again, I've, I've, I know what it looks like with Mahomes. Yeah. Seven and one. Against yeah, the Raiders, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to get the eight and one. And yet, before Jason left, he's like, "I can see the Raiders winning this game." I don't think the Raiders can win this game. I think they can keep it close. I think they can make Mahomes sweat a little bit right. just because they're overlooking the Raiders a little bit tonight. I don't see a win. I'd love to be surprised. Trust me, this is not coming at a good time in the season, though, where your season is basically dependent on a win. You got to get against the Chiefs. Yeah, you, you still wore your Raiders year in, so that's good. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's it's festive. Yeah, and they played even night. shoes. Oh, Those yeah. shoes are on amazing. These are these are uh, you know Air Jordan. Those uh, are badass Air shoes Jordan. you have on today. If, if people only could see through the radio, uh, yeah, if only they could see them. Yeah, man. these are exclusive though, exclusive yeah. to you. Very nice. Uh, all right, we're gonna come back, wrap it up here on a Monday. Jason and John, Eddie Turn FM, ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.